I'll go home as a beggar and never be your wife. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Katie. And this is the Housewife Did It. True Crime Edition. With Mary. With Mary! Not Billy. You should have started with, hi, I'm not Billy. Yeah. I do have some real-time true crime. Some of it I'm surprised that y'all didn't put in while I was away. Yeah. That's okay. Um, Derek Chauvin was stabbed in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but that did happen. Mm-hmm. And then Gypsy Rose Blanchard is going to be released from prison at the end of the month. Yeah. So, assuming that everyone knows who those people are, if you don't, Derek Chauvin is uh, the police officer who killed George Floyd. Yep. And Gypsy Rose Blanchard murdered her mother after um, experiencing abuse of Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. Um, So, the reason she's being released is because a lot of people view her case as, like, an act of self-defense. Yeah. So, this will be not only her first time out of prison Mm -hmm. but also like living on her own and not as a cancer patient yeah so yeah there was one i had found and now i can't find it but um and i forgot to write it down but uh kevin frankie did file for divorce good for him so there's an update yeah he's also not good yeah i mean i was gonna say i don't know what that means but yeah, take it as you will. I guess one of them needed to do it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have anything else, I'll get into it. My content warning for the day is for um, harm of a child and religious abuse. So let's get started. Okay. On the evening of July 24th, 1984, Alan Lafferty came home from work to his family apartment in American Fork, Utah. It was Pioneer Day, a holiday celebrated by Mormon families in Utah to honor the arrival of the Latter-day Saint pioneers in Salt Lake City. So it's supposed to be a happy day. There's, like, parades okay. throughout the state. It's, it's cute. Okay. Good for them. Um... As Alan entered the kitchen, he found his wife, Brenda, lying on the floor with her throat slashed and a vacuum cord wrapped around her neck. Jesus, okay. He says he ran to her and prayed over her, and then he remembered that his 15-month-old daughter, Erica, was also supposed to be in the home. Mm. He ran to her bedroom where he found her laying in her crib The sheets were soaked with blood, and her throat had also been slashed. Yikes. He called the police right away, because this is the kind of thing that a loving father and husband could never, like, see coming. Mm Mm-hmm. Or could he? Mm Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, Brenda Wright was born on July 19th, 1960, into a Mormon home in Logan, Utah. During her childhood, her family relocated to Ithaca, New York, before eventually settling in Kimberly, Idaho. She had two sisters close in age to her, Betty and Bonnie, and another sister, Sharon. 
and was by all counts extremely close to her family. Brenda was always described as beautiful, friendly, smart, and was popular throughout her school years. Toward the end of her high school career, Brenda competed in the Miss Twin Faults Idaho beauty pageant, and in no surprise to anyone who knew her, she won the pageant and college scholarship money. She enrolled in the University of Idaho and then the College of Southern Idaho before transferring to the school where she would complete her studies, Brigham Young University in Utah. Yep. Her mother had attended BYU and Brenda hoped that she could start a career in broadcast journalism after graduating from the university. Mm. Uh, What is the word I'm looking for? A, she's got big dreams. Yeah. Can't think of the word for that right now. (laughs) Um, At BYU, Brenda met Alan Lafferty, a fellow Mormon. Alan came from a prominent family in Provo, Utah, that was viewed as a model family for those that grew up around them. He was the youngest of eight children, six boys and two girls. The Lafferty family growing up was pretty well off as their dad, Watson, ran a successful chiropractic business out of the family home. They grew their own food and raised livestock, so the children began doing outdoor chores early on. Like many Mormon families, they set aside every Monday night to be family home evening where the family would sit down to eat together. That's a normal Mormon thing? They they have one day a week called family home evening, and they choose whatever day it is, and nobody leaves the home that night. This is like a part of the religious statutes? That's kind of... It's... Yeah. Wild. Okay. I mean, cute. It's cute. Yeah. But... I think it's... I mean, I think it's like... Something is kind of, like, in addition to, like, a Sabbath day. Sure. Where okay. you have a day, like, devoted to, like, family. being with God. You have a day devoted yeah. to being with family. It's a cute idea. I just, mm-hmm. I I always am a little thrown off by, like, religious institutions playing such a role in, like, yeah. my day-to-day. But it's great. Yeah. But that's kind of what Mormonism is. Yes. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Brenda and Alan got married while they were still in college, and Brenda gave birth to their daughter, Erica Lane Lafferty, on April 28th, 1983, shortly after graduating from college. What a cute name. Mm-hmm. I have trouble picturing a baby named Erica, but Erica Lane mm-hmm. is such a cute little name. Yeah. In the Mormon church, Brenda would have been regarded as a strong-willed woman. She was college-educated, ed- fairly progressive, assertive, and believed she and her husband were equals in their marriage. Whoa! Whoa! I know. Brenda! It's crazy. Getting wild. Yep. In fact, Brenda's sister was quoted as saying, all of the other Lafferty brothers had wives they treated like second-class citizens. Brenda's liberal family had allowed her to grow up to be independent, which is why it concerned them when they began to see a controlling side of Alan. So He didn't want Brenda to work. Was her family, I I know you probably said this, but was her family Mormon? Yes. They were just liberal Mormons? That they, Idaho Mormons? In all of, yes, in all of the literature um, material <laughs> I watched, it said that they were viewed as progressive and liberal. Do you think that is just being outside of Utah? Maybe, and they did live in New York for a period of time. Oh, okay. But I also wonder, like... If the people who are saying this are also Mormon, right? How progressive and liberal are they? Right. 
they're Mormon progressive and liberal? Are they generally progressive and liberal? I don't know. Um, I think it's just, but they just, I think their viewpoints were a little bit progressive in the sense of like, they had four daughters. Yeah. And they were raising them to be whoever they wanted to be. Yeah. And like, didn't shrink them at all. Yeah. Alan no longer wanted Brenda to work. And he was beginning to listen to some extremism from his brothers who expected wives to be obedient and service their husbands. Yeah, and I bet it's, like, envious to, like, watch your brother's wives do kind of whatever they want and your wife... When you're the youngest and, and your you wife have six... Is... Yeah. He has five older brothers, two older sisters. Yeah. And you're like, and why does the my youngest. wife yeah. get to make right. decisions and no one else's Right. Does? Alan's older brother, Dan, quickly began to radicalize. He pulled his daughters out of school, only allowed them to wear long dresses or skirts, and decided that his girls and his wife had to stay in the home and could not talk to anyone outside of the home. He started a campaign for sheriff, but was dropped from the ballot when he tried to pay the filing fee with a promissory note. This was the catalyst for Dan to do everything he could to drop off the grid. He withdrew his driver's license and stopped paying taxes. Dan's sisters-in-law, one of them being Brenda, began to get concerned and reached out to his oldest brother, Ron, to sit him down and talk some sense into him. However, Ron, who had recently run into financial insecurities after some of his investments had gone south, quickly went along with Dan's teachings. Hmm. This could be because of the vulnerable place he was in with his family's financial concerns, but basically, like, he came to talk to Dan, and while he was there, Dan was like, oh my gosh, like, you gotta hear this. And Ron was pretty easily swayed. And Ron was immediately made to be a leader in Dan's revolution. What does this mean? Like, is he, le- like, he's starting a whole new faction? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because Ron and Dan were then excommunicated okay. from the LDS church. After it was found out that they were preaching fundamentalist, anti-black, and polygamist beliefs. Hmm. Now, I have spent a lot of time making Mormon jokes on this podcast. (laughs) So, I feel like today is a good day to clarify what the LDS Church is, what they believe, and why the Lafferty Brothers' radicalism did not align with the Church's views in a way that got them excommunicated. Okay. So... The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the LDS Church, or the Mormon Church, is a restorationist, non-Trinitarian Christian denomination. Restorationist meaning that they hold a religious belief that followers of Jesus were lost after his death and needed to be restored or corrected. And non-Trinitarian meaning denying the existence of the Holy Trinity as three separate parts. Instead, they believe that God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost are all pieces of one Godhead. Okay. Which, to my understanding, is kind of what the Holy Trinity is. Yeah, it sounds like not that different, but okay. No. The LDS Church was founded in western New York in 1830 by Joseph Mm -hmm. Smith during the Second Great Awakening, a Protestant religious movement that sparked reform in the beginning of emotional preaching in order to emphasize salvation. 
When Joseph Smith died in 1844, Mormon followers decided that Brigham Young would be their next president, and they relocated the church to Salt Lake City, where its headquarters remain today. Mormon church members follow the Bible, the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. Those are their, like, religious literature. Okay. They believe that the church president is a prophet, seer, and revelator whom Jesus reveals his will to. Like, the president, as as he changes? That, like, yes. still happens? Okay. Yes. Also, imagine if the, like, hub of the Mormon church was still in the state of New York. Like, imagine how different our politics and our landscape yeah. would be. Both men and women within the LDS church serve as missionaries where they proselytize and conduct humanitarian services across the world, typically for two years after they graduate from high school. The LDS church believes in pre-existence, three degrees of heaven, and exaltation. They place a strong importance on family and believe that marriage should be between one woman and one man. Members of the church complete the ordinance of baptism around age eight, followed by confirmation, the sacrament, and priesthood ordination. Um, LDS churchgoers adhere to a dietary code called the Word of Wisdom, which asks them to abstain from the use of alcohol, coffee, tea, tobacco, and illicit or harmful substances, along with a moderate consumption of meat. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I'm sure everyone who is familiar with the BYU TikTokers knows the coffee part. <laughs> yes. Church members are also expected to follow the law of chastity, which prohibits adultery, homosexuality, and sexual acts before or outside of a marriage, but apparently not soaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Given, brought to us by the B -B BYU TikTokers. Yeah. That's when you said broadcast journalism, I was like, oh, she was ahead of her time. She was going to yeah, be a BYU, BYU TikToker. <laughs> yeah. They are expected to donate one-tenth of their income to support the operations of the church as a tithe. Church leadership is also expected to tithe and is not paid for their work. Mm. Sundays are Sabbath days when church members are expected to rest and worship and to avoid shopping and recreational activities. Wait, what? The, mm hmm I feel like... Oh, so that's the day I grocery shop. Our Sabbath, like, a, a non-Mormon sa Mormon Sabbath is, like, for recreation. Yeah, to chill out. No, you're not supposed to do anything. Hmm. The only thing that should be done on Sundays are the utilitarian-style worship meetings held in meeting houses and Sunday school meetings, which are separated based on age and gender, including the Relief Society for Women and other, like, gender-based, age-based classes or groups. Okay. The Mormon Church also has temples, which are typically reserved for more, more sacred ceremonies, such as marriages, endowments, and baptisms for the dead, among other things. So they do meeting houses for Sunday church mm -hmm. and temples for ceremonies. The Mormon Church holds general conferences twice a year for members to attend. The church is led by hierarchical hierarchical priesthood structures entirely made up of male church members. Churchwide leaders are called general authorities and can be ordained as early as 11 years old. That's a scary name for them. And what? Yeah, can you imagine my general authority is Your general authority is 
there are additional authority figures such as um, bishops and priesthood key holders. The Mormon church is often considered a standout due to its distinct culture and practices, which are portrayed in LDS-themed media, such as Mormon cinema, Mormon fiction, websites, art, and even their own bookstore, Deseret Book, which contains books authored and published by church members, like really? Corey Richens. Yeah, probably. Church members are discouraged from viewing entertainment with violence, sexual conduct, vulgar language, and anything rated R. Mm -hmm. They have a church-sponsored... <laughs> mm -hmm. Church-sponsored television station, BYU-TV, nice. which is offered on several networks. It's just, like, the more... so Earth-based. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense, but, like, the... Like, the specific rule of, like, no rated R movies. Yeah. Like, it's not just, like, about... I mean, I understand that rated R would imply that, right. that type of All content. those other things we yeah. said, yeah. But, like, the the rules seem, like, very um, worldly, I guess, yeah. is the word I want. The Mormon Church is known for its holiday pageants, including the largest annual outdoor Easter pageant in the world, Jesus the Christ... The LDS Church, in general, takes a no-partisan role in politics, ah. but does encourage its members to be active in their communities and become informed voters, as the church believes that their values can be found among many political parties. Okay. Um, according to 2014 demographic studies, the church is 66% per married, with 7% okay. divorced. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. 41% families with children under the age of 18, 77% weekly church attendees, 85% white, 1% black, 8% Latino, 1% Asian, and 5% multiracial. Hmm. The LDS church has often been the source of criticism specifically for their historical beliefs in plural marriage. In 1890, however, church president Wilford Woodruff officially terminated polygamy within the church. And in fact, church members who do engage in polygamous marriages are at risk for excommunication as it is against the laws of Mormonism. Okay, Dan and Ron. Yeah, which brings us back mm -hmm. to Dan and Ron's excommunication. Immediately afterwards, Dan did take a second wife. Okay. And Ron... And he and Ron joined a smaller sect of the LDS church called the School of Prophets. I think that calling it a sect of the LDS church, though, is inaccurate because... It's a group of excommunicated people. It's a group of excommunicated people. Right. Yeah. Who are doing things that are against the laws of Mormonism. Yeah. They also believed that they were the true leaders of the Mormon church and that they could speak directly with God. Dan and Ron specifically? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, but I think that I think that the entire school of prophets believed that because they were they're all prophets. they were made up yeah, they were made up of people who were in direct communication with God. Okay. Who were the true leaders of the Mormon church and they had been excommunicated because like the church couldn't handle it. Okay. Ron himself claimed that by the spring of nineteen eighty four he had received approximately twenty revelations from God. The two had quit their jobs to fully devote themselves to this group, 
They began to grow their beards long because they believed it made them look like biblical prophets and their hair, their beards and their hair. And they worked tirelessly to convince their five brothers to join the sect. Hmm. They had been raised, or I guess four, because yeah. it's the two of them. They had been raised to distrust the government and doctors, and as their beliefs grew more extreme, so did their disdain for these organizations. Once Dan stopped paying taxes, the family was getting closer to losing the home they were raised in. Yeah. Their father was a diabetic, and they began to refuse his regular treatment. Yikes. When his condition began to look fatal, they refused to take him to any sort of hospital. Their father passed away, and Ron and Dan became the patriarchs of their large family. Soon after, they abandoned their families for a period of time and left town to continue preaching. They attempted to take Alan with them, but Brenda put a stop to it. Get it, Brenda. Yeah, girl. While Dan and Ron were away, Brenda and Alan actually grew closer as a couple. Okay. But That's good. when Ron and Dan, yeah, but then when they came back to Provo, things were not much better. Brenda's sister-in-law, Diana, confided in Brenda about how these beliefs were affecting her marriage, with her top concern being Ron's idea to send their teenage daughters off to be plural wives to older men. So, Diana is Ron's wife? Yes. And has he taken a second wife yet? I don't think he has yet. Okay. Oof. Brenda, who had been keeping her husband from joining the School of Prophets, encouraged Diana to leave her husband with the children. Diana loved and trusted Brenda and took what she said to heart. She took her six children and left Ron, fleeing to Florida and filing for divorce. It wasn't long before Ron came to blame Brenda for the end of his marriage. Ron claimed that one of his revelations from God was a command to kill his sister-in-law and his niece, as well as anyone else who had had a hand in his divorce. I think that's like... God, why so is God, nice. God is very invested in your yeah. personal life. I was gonna say, like, I think that's like so, so nice that God, just every time something inconveniences you... Happens to you, yeah. He sends a message that you should just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. In the Revelation, he claims he specifically received orders to murder Brenda and Erica, as well as a woman named Chloe Lowe, a friend of Diana's, and a man named Richard Stowe, who had overseen Ron and Dan's excommunication from the LDS church. So, like, God's not, like, solving world hunger. He no. just wants... He's, he's murder scheming. Brenda and a baby dead. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Ron wrote his revelation down, believing it would one day become scripture in the School of Prophets. How much it other read, scripture is there, Ron, about slitting infants' throats? Although maybe some, I don't know. What's interesting to me about this, and I'm going to read it to you, is that at, at the beginning, it's clearly, like, God speaking, mm -hmm. and then it becomes Ron speaking, and you're mm. like, wait a second. <laughs> um, it read, quote, Thus said the Lord unto my servants, the prophets, it is my will and commandment that ye remove the following individuals in order that my work might go forward. For they have truly become obstacles in my path, and I will not allow my work to be stopped. First, my brother's wife, Brenda, and her baby. Oh, so then, God's, not God's brother. So yeah, this is where it's Ron. Yeah, so now it's, okay. now it's, God said this, but now it's Ron. Okay. Then Chloe Lowe and then Richard Stowe, and it is my will that they be removed in rapid secession, end quote. Jeez. 
He called this his removal revelation and did not hesitate to share it with others. He told members of the School of Prophets, but they did not seem perceptive to his vision, so he turned to his family. Not perceptive to the murder. Yeah, they're like, "Mm -hmm." They said, I don't know. Did they do anything about it, though? No. No. He told Dan, his mother, and Alan what he Ah! intended to do. Alan responded, quote, God has made no such revelation to me, and I will protect them with my life, end quote. Okay. Dan, on the other hand, was more easily convinced of his brother's communication with God. Dan believed that Ron was the mouth of God, and Dan was the arm of God, meaning that Ron was the one who received the revelations, and Dan was the one to carry them out. Okay. Dan and Ron believed that Dan was a reincarnated Nephi, a figure from the Book of Mormon, who, according to the scripture, quote, slayeth the wicked to bring forth God's righteous purposes, end quote. In some ways, Dan was disappointed to not be the one receiving the revelations personally, but regardless, he was ready to do God's bidding. Alan, for his part, did not make any mention to Brenda about the revelation his brother had received. Yikes. Alan, I will protect Mm -hmm. them. With my I'll life, protect them with my life, but, but I'm not even going to tell them about it. But I won't even, like, let you know. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. Brenda's sister, Betty, was quoted as saying, if he had told Brenda about Ron's revelation, she would have been out of there in a minute, and she'd still be alive today. But Brenda didn't know anything about it. Yikes. On the evening of July 24th, Ron and Dan Laverty brought two drifters, Charles Carnes and Richard Knapp, to Brenda and Alan's apartment. Carnes and Knapp waited in the car while the two brothers headed inside. Why do they need them? I don't really know. Okay. Because they stayed in the car the whole time. Drifters, meaning just... Like, homeless people, I guess? Okay. Carnes would later claim that he heard Erica wailing and heard Ron yelling at Brenda, calling her a bitch and a liar as he physically beat her. Mm. The brothers strangled Brenda with a vacuum cord before slitting her throat. Then they headed into Erica's room. Dan claimed that as he walked into Erica's room and saw her laying in her crib, he began to talk to her, saying, I'm not sure why I'm supposed to do this, but I guess God wants you home. Mm, yeah, I was going to say. Before he slit her throat. I was going to say, do they know why um, a baby, right, why is, the baby? is interacting yeah. with God's plan? Well, and the fact that it's Dan, and he's like, I don't know why, because he's not the one that received the the revelation. Yeah. So he's, like, not even able to question it. But I would think that, like, the idea of having, not that this is better, obviously, I guess, but, like, the idea of having, like, another girl in the family, and now Brenda would be out of the way, like, I would think, like, why is she gonna die? Like, you can use her as a plural wife, like, apparently you're doing with your daughters, so... Or maybe they're afraid she'll grow up to be like Brenda. I guess. Once the brothers were back in the car, Carnes claims that Ron said, quote, I killed her, I killed her, I killed the bitch. I can't believe I killed her. While Dan compared the murder to something out of the scriptures. Do we know what? No, I think he just, he, he, they said that he said often it was like something out of the scriptures. Oh, okay. Like just generally. Okay. Next, the four drove to Chloe Lowe's house, but found she wasn't there. They drove to Richard Stowe's house, but got lost on the way, and instead fled to Nevada. 
That, I didn't know. I must have missed the vacuum cords in the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the murdering sleeping babies. Yeah. As Sergeant Terry Fox began his investigation into what had happened to Brenda and Erica, he could tell this was a crime of passion and a crime of hatred, which of course meant that the first people he looked at were those closest to the victims. Alan. Alan was immediately at the top of their suspect list and was brought straight to the police station for questioning. He gave his account of coming home that day, noting that he found it strange that their front door was locked since they usually kept it open if they were home. Why? Why? A Bad idea. Bad Especially idea. since you did not tell her, your wife, that yeah, there was a you hit out on her. You should have said, when hey, police... just like lock the door. Can you imagine coming home and being like alarmed that your door is locked? Right. Also, like, I feel like you, I mean, obviously this is like the point, but you don't get to come home and be shocked that your wife is killed when someone told you they were going to kill her and yeah. then you left your door unlocked. Yeah. When police first began investigating and canvassing the neighborhood, they had a couple of clues. One was that Brenda had long strands of hair twisted in her fingers, which meant she had either grabbed at her own hair or had grabbed at her killer's long hair during the attack. Huh. Once mm -hmm. again, Mary and Katie would like to say, stop making yourself more identifiable. Yeah. Before you commit a crime. Oh, wait, there's more. Hmm. The second useful piece of information they received was from a neighbor of the Lafferty's who claimed to have seen a green station wagon parked outside of their home at the time Brenda was believed to have been killed. Mm. If you're going to be a criminal, you need a black car, a silver car, a white car, not a primary color. Yeah. I know green cars aren't like super uncommon, but somebody's going to notice it. Yeah. Police asked Alan about these things, and he quickly told them that one of his brothers, who had recently grown his hair long, owned a green station wagon. And also wants to kill my wife and child. Yeah. He also, at this time, brought forth the information of his brother's removal revelation and threats to kill his family, which he says he never believed to have been genuine. Okay. Okay. He thought it- he- he-, he this man believed it came from God, but you just mm -hmm. thought- but he's not going to do anything about it. Yeah. He's like, well, I told him I didn't see the same revelations. I thought that was good enough. Right at, right at the same time that he's selling off his daughters. Yeah. Okay. Based on Alan's statements, Dan and Ron became prime suspects in the double homicide. Police went to check on their wives and children while the FBI set out to look for the green station wagon. They knew that Dan and Ron had been raised to be comfortable not living on much and would be successful living in the elements. Mm -hmm. The FBI located the green station wagon at a home in Cheyenne, Wyoming. When they entered the home, the Lafferty brothers were not there. Instead, they found Carnes and Knapp. What? The two, those are the two drifters. So they just gave them the car? No. The two men confessed to their participation in the crime, explaining that they were too scared to tell police. Their participation was sitting in the sitting car. Sitting in the car. <laughs> uh, they explained to the FBI that they traveled with the brothers to Nevada and checked into a hotel with them, but they snuck out in the middle of the night and fled in the station wagon. Uh. At this point in time, they weren't sure where the brothers had ended up, but they did know where they had disposed of the knife used to kill Brenda and Erica. They led investigators to the murder weapon, which was still covered in blood that would later be matched to Brenda's DNA. Yikes. 
the blade Even of if the knife. Even you're gonna like dispose of the weapon, I would still maybe clean it off. Yeah, but also the in the I watched like a episode on this on like a true crime show, and the B roll that they had while they were talking about this, where they're like pick like slowly picking up the knife, was in the middle of a field. Mm. I don't know how accurate that is, mm-hmm. but if that is the case, leaving it in a field still covered in blood? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. We should probably stop offering advice to murderers, but yeah, we do. The blade of the knife also lined up with the marks on the cut vacuum cord. Ah. The knife was later confirmed to belong to Ron. Also, in the episode I watched... um, it was a knife he had gotten, I think, as, like, a gift, oh, and it was in a lot of their family videos, because, like, he used it to, like, cut birthday cakes and stuff. Mm, great. Um, and it was, like, pretty identifiable. Well, I was gonna say, like, if it's gonna have her blood on it, it would be ideal for the killer that it also be their knife, Brenda's knife. Right. Because no. then you'd be like, well, yeah, it's obviously the one that killed her, but that doesn't right. mean we know who used it. But no, we we now have her no. blood, and it's, it's your yeah. knife. So. It's your knife. It's like it's got like intricate carvings on the handle. Like, come on. Ron and Dan Lafferty were arrested in Reno, Nevada, in a casino buffet. Oh no! Can you imagine being in line? And like we've been to uh, Las Vegas casino buffet or buffet not a casino Mm -hmm. one but hotel buffet can you imagine being in line for like your your third helping of like crab legs and mac and cheese and you get arrested yeah also like how does this look to the lds church i know well they were like we excommunicated them they're yeah but we knew but they're like murder gambling and gluttony Mm -hmm. glad we got rid of them (laughs) They were each charged with two counts of criminal homicide, two counts of aggravated burglary, and two counts of conspiracy to commit homicide. They were set to go to trial, but in December of 1984, Ron attempted to kill Dan and hang himself in jail. Okay. He tied a t-shirt around his neck and then tied it to a towel rack. He regained consciousness... But it was believed that his brain was deprived of oxygen, which later led to hallucinations and delusions. The brothers finally went into separate trials in 1985. Even after the complications that came with his suicide attempt, Ron was found competent to stand trial by doctors at the Utah State Hospital and was ultimately found guilty of all charges. He probably didn't even need to try to kill Dan. He could have just told Dan that he received a message from God and Dan would have killed himself. Yeah. Because Ron was viewed as the mastermind, he was sentenced to death. He appealed and the penalty was upheld by the Utah Supreme Court. Further appeals were denied by the U.S. Supreme Court. In 1991, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals ordered a new trial for Ron based on the finding that the judge should not have found him competent to stand trial in 1985. He was convicted a second time in 1996 and once again received a death sentence. Why should he not have been competent? Just from the brain? From, yeah. Damage? That his, his brain had been deprived of oxygen for too long. And it caused, like, a mental lapse. Okay. I guess. The Utah Supreme Court denied Rob the chance 
Rob. <laughs> That's not his name. A new character. <laughs> the Utah Supreme Court denied Ron the chance to file additional appeals. In 2019, he tried again to appeal and was once again denied in a unanimous decision by the Utah Supreme Court. Judge Mary Beck Briscoe wrote about the process, quote, Lafferty has failed to make this showing with respect to any of the four claims on which he sinks, seeks a certificate of appealability, end quote. With this final rejection, Ron elected for his death sentence to be carried out in the form of execution by firing squad, which of course he did. Yeah. That, that's Sorry. so on brand. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Dan Lafferty's trial was less sensational. He chose to represent himself, and ultimately, the jury found him guilty of all counts. He was sentenced to two life sentences to be served concurrently without the possibility of parole. He appealed his case, but the Utah Supreme Court upheld his conviction. He is currently serving his life sentences at Utah State Prison. Even in his trial, he's less interesting than Ron. Mm -hmm. How sad. And he's the one that started all of this. Yeah. He, he got just, run into this. He and now he's like, Damn. overshadowed. Yeah. Knapp and Carnes were found guilty of the lesser charges of conspiracy to commit murder and burglary. Alan Lafferty was not charged with any part of the crime as he did not take the th threats of the removal revelation seriously. Lies. Lies. Like, okay. I don't care if you take it seriously. If someone, like... If someone in all seriousness came to me mm -hmm. and was like, I am I have to kill your husband and your baby because God told me to. Yeah. I I don't care if I think that that's unbelievable. I'm at least going to lock my that's fucking a door. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to let him know. Yeah. To watch his back. Yeah. I just also like I just don't know that that's like a defense. Yeah. Couldn't the drifters make the same defense? We just wanted a warm counter to sit in. We didn't really know what they yeah, were doing we in there. Yeah, just along with it. Like, on November 11th, 2019, Ron Lafferty died of natural causes at Utah State Prison at the age of 78 after 34 years on death row. Mm. He had well, been wheelchair-bound. Nope. Poor buddy. He had been wheelchair-bound, and his health was steadily declining, leading some people to work to wonder if they really intended to carry out an execution of a dying man. Hmm. Even Brenda's sister began to feel compassion for the brothers. She believed they grew up with an abusive father who once reportedly beat their family dog to death with a baseball bat oh after an intense argument with their mother. Why? What? what? Okay. What, why does that have to do with the dog? Yeah. On other occasions, it was reported that Watson disciplined his children with belts, switches, and his own fists. Brenda's sister also believes that the two brothers felt remorse for their actions based on Ron's suicide attempt and a letter Dan wrote to her parents. Girl, In the letter, I don't know. There have been suicide that's attempts not why he was trying to in prison, him. and they don't usually equal remorse. That's not why. <laughs> In the letter, Dan expressed remorse, although neither brother ever apologized publicly for the murders. Okay. In fact, in a press interview, Dan specifically said he had no regrets for killing Brenda or Erica. He was quoted as saying, Alan once asked my mom why I wouldn't repent. There's some things you can't repent for. I'm sure Alan thought I was talking about an unpardonable sin. What I meant is you don't repent for things that aren't wrong. 
It was like the way they did it in the scriptures. It never haunted me. It's never bothered me. I don't blame anyone for not understanding it. But if you had done it, it wouldn't haunt you either. It was a strange phenomenon. Hmm. End quote. I don't think I he think feels it, remorse. I think it would haunt me. Please don't speak yeah. for me, Dan. Yeah. If it were you, nope. Nope. Immediately, no. Nope. Um, Brenda was described as a fun, energetic, and confident woman. She was fully dedicated to her husband, daughter, and her church, but she also wasn't afraid to disagree with the things she felt were wrong. She was a scrapbooker, singer, and actress. Um, the creator of Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu, a series based on Brenda's life and death, said of her, quote, The hero of this story is Brenda Lafferty and her family. She was someone who challenged the status quo in a time when that was deadly. I wanted to explore just how patriarchal the church had been and in many ways still was and how such an absolute patriarchal structure threatens the safety of many women, end quote. We love a scrapbooker. Mm-hmm. How cute. A scrapbooker, a singer, an actress. I'm killing it. Yes, girl. Um, she's also beautiful. She's a beauty queen. Cute. She had a lot going for her. She's a mom. Yeah. She had a lot going for her. Brenda Lafferty. <gasps> what a cutie. I know. And have you seen Under the Banner of Heaven? Mm-mm. She's played by Daisy Edgar Jones. It's good. It's the girl from Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, okay. Um, it's really it's a really good show. It is so there's a book called Under the Banner of Heaven that was written by someone I think like grew up in Utah and like knew about the case. And then the show was created by a member of the Mormon church who also knew about the case, but there are some things that he put into the show that weren't, like, real. Like, Andrew Garfield is in the show. He's, like, the main character, and he's, like, the um, investigator. He does not really... He, his person doesn't exist in real life. Oh, okay. But it's a really good show. They also stretch out how long Alan takes to tell them that he knew his brothers were going to kill his wife. Yeah. He told them pretty immediately, but... Yes. That's all I have. Well, wild. Yeah. Wild. I'm... Yeah. Do we know if the... Whatever of prophets... What is it called? School. School, the school of, prophets? of prophets. Are they still running? Do we know? I believe so, yes. As a sect? Or I believe so, whatever? yes. Yes. Oh, Which, wow. like, I think that... I Here's the, what I find interesting. Is that... The because isn't like Warren Jeffs like he was like a sect of the LDS church, yeah, I think so. But again, not ba like, like based on things that are against Mormon law. So it's interesting to me that these groups can call themselves sects when they are not following the LDS church's teachings, yeah, and they're just people who once were in the LDS church and now believe entirely different things. Yeah, um, he was FLDS, fundamentalist mm -hmm. LDS. So maybe that's the difference. I mean, maybe maybe the School of Prophets is a sect of the FLDS. Yeah, let's look. School of Prophets. Oh, it just says LDS. Hmm. Wild. Well, Very interesting. We'll have a different religion. Jesus case next week. Mm. Our religion? It's Catholicism's turn <laughs> in the hot seat. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Alright. Alrighty. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye.